0: Well, this episode of Juice Guru Radio is brought to you by TryBest, making healthy living easy.
1: Well, welcome welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak.
0: And hello, I'm Steve Prusak. Hello, welcome. Thanks for being here. We've got Yvonne Talley, author of Breaking Up with Busy. Uh, she's... Busy there in Silicon Valley leading meditation to de stressing programs for corporations, individuals, and private groups. Over, right, Silicon Valley, the best of the best, and the, the people making this all happen for you through your computer and technology. She's an NLP master practitioner. We're going to be with her right after this. So get a juice, some tea, some water. We'll be back right after this with Yvonne Talley. Juice Guru Radio. Hello, welcome back to the show. I'm Steve Prusak. We couldn't be more excited. It's Breaking Up With Busy, Real Life Solutions for Overscheduled Women. We've got Yvonne Tally. She's doing incredible work over in Silicon Valley. She's uh, co-founder of Poised Incorporated Pilates and Wellness Training Studio and founder of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Scarves, a charity that provides head scarves to cancer patients. She's from Northern California, like I said, and her website is www.ivantalley.com. We'll have links to that, on the show notes at Juice Crew Radio. Uh, let's welcome to the show right now, Yvonne Tally.
1: Hello, great to be with you today.
0: Thank you for joining us, Yvonne, and uh, congratulations on the book. We've got our copy here. Thank you. Now, and this is available on Amazon bookstores worldwide. And we're really excited to hear about this because busy is something we can all relate to, isn't it?
1: It absolutely is. And, and the book is written for overscheduled women because that has been the practice that I've had for over the last 20 plus years. Uh, however, busy affects all of us. It just affects women a little bit differently and a little bit more. So this is, a, this is something that's gone from being a part-time in our day to being our lifestyle. And it's had some really dramatic effects on everybody, including their health, their relationships, and just how they manage their stress. So it, it's definitely something we need to address and pay attention to.
0: Well, let's hear about your journey. What brought you to this? And, you know, were you one of those busy people and and said, wait a minute, we got to figure out a solution here.
1: I I sure was. And I am still, um, I try to be really careful about the difference between busy and productive. And I think that's one of the things that gets a little bit confused. But for me, you know, they say to write about what you know, and that's what I did. I, uh, I was so busy helping people live a vibrant and healthy lifestyle. I've been in wellness and health for a number of years. And I missed my own signs of being overscheduled and busy. You know, the crammed schedules, the sleepless nights. I was building a business and raising my daughter. And I put myself at the end of my list continually. And that finally caught up with me. Uh, I ended up having what I thought was a heart attack and ended up in the emergency ward. But in fact, it was a panic attack. And I'd never had one before. And really in that instant, I felt embarrassed, even ashamed, that I thought, here I am, a healthy, active, exercising, organic, eating, meditating, positive thinking person. And here I am having a panic attack. So I thought, if that happened to me, if I brought that into my life and I missed all those signs, this has to be a bigger story. And I needed to find solutions for myself first. And what was so ironic about it was, again, I had been working with clients all these years and using my solutions and developing these programs and not applying them to my own life. So, I took all that and I organized it and I put it in this book.
0: I mean, the times are definitely more intense than ever, right? I mean, is everyone pretty much overscheduled. And I know you say in the book, the I'm busy is the new I'm fine. How is it that we're using busy to, you know, maybe not even tune into other parts of our life?
1: Yeah. Well, busy, I always say busy is it's got a seduction to it. It's very alluring. It gives us that promise that we're going to run with the elite group, the doers, the change makers. And busy is this entree into the group. You know, as human beings, we all want to be a part of something. We want to be a part of that group whatever we define that group as. So if I see my group members doing something, then I'm going to follow suit. That's just, it's human nature to some degree or another. So this idea of being busy, when economics grow and time, time becomes more valuable. So we don't want to waste it or squander it. We want to pack in as much as we can within a day. So this kind of sets up this busy culture that we have. And people get into the rhythm of being a, being busy. And it also makes us feel important. I've got things to do. I'm busy. You're busy. I get you. You get me. We move on from there. So it's that allure, that sense of importance, that fitting in with the group. And then here I am in the middle of the Silicon Valley, the other piece of that busy, how it kind of got set up, because it is a very layered thing. It's just not one simple thing that happened, and now all of a sudden we're busy. And that second piece is technology, you know, and we know now um, uh, that. That technology has an addictive nature and quality to it. It also sets us up to compare ourselves continually with other, other things that are going on via social media. You know, we look at these and we know that it's fake. We know that it's not real. We know that there's filters involved and that everything is set up to look a certain way. But still we buy into that comparison game. So we get busy because of that as well. And even though technology has provided tremendous advances in medical, uh, um, the medical field, and it also uh, promised to make things more convenient for us, and it has in some ways, what we've done is we've we've used those conveniences via technology, but now we've filled up that space with other things. And again, it's that juice; it's the juice of being on a certain pace doing a certain amount of things at a certain time and we get used to that rhythm and we've forgotten how to relax. I always say that leisure is now the new lazy. It's all of a sudden not okay to do nothing and it's so important, vital for our health and wellness.
0: Well, it really is a new world. I mean, you think of it, people can be at work, they could have their phone with them and they can tune in and be distracted and I mean, are we less focused than ever? I mean, what is it and, and when we talk about busy, how much of it is productive busy and how much of it is wasting our time and, like you say, comparing ourselves to other people and getting caught in, you know, mindless traps?
1: Yeah, uh, well, some interesting stats about our electronics. We, um, we, if, you're, if you own a phone, which all of us do, it seems like, you're probably going to be engaged with that phone upwards to almost 3,000 times a day. So if you're a millennial, You're going to touch your phone about 150. If you're not a millennial, if you're older than that, you're going to touch it. You're going to move it around, place it about 80 times. But you're going to engage with it nearly 3,000 times a day. That's texting, again, moving around, whatever it is you're doing. That equates to five hours a day. That's why we're busy. That's one of the wow. big reasons why we're busy. And I always say, when we become aware of those stats, then we can start to change things. Many. I was in the store the other night, and I there were two millennial males there, and they were both on their phone as they're they were in the middle of a transaction, and they had their head down and they were both each looking at their phones and not communicating or not interacting with the with the person that was helping them and i and i leaned over and i said excuse me do you have any any idea how many times you engage with your phone each day and They kind of looked at me and one of them guessed, "Mm, maybe a hundred. And I said, nope, almost 3,000 times a day, you're doing something with your phone and electronics. So, and they were just shocked at that. So we, once we become aware of that, then we can put some boundaries around it and start to adjust that time. But again, it's got that addictive quality to it. So technology really does play a part in this. And yes, it's about distractions. We're very distracted. It's it's difficult not to be distracted when we have so much information coming at us continually from all areas. I don't know about you, but I can't even get on my internet to do some research without ads popping up. They're following us everywhere. And it's very difficult to create some space that where we can slow down and really nurture ourselves. And again, there's also this secret code that we shouldn't be doing that anyway. We should be able to get a lot done. And if we're not busy, we're just we're just not that important. And we don't really have that much to offer. And that couldn't be further from the truth.
0: Well, those statistics are horrifying. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and a lot of people don't want to admit that they're addicted to these things. That's uh, It's funny when I'll post things about that or, you know, even art that's related to how addicted we are to technology and maybe we should wake up, People don't want to hear it, you know. We're we're streaming on Facebook right now, and I'm sure it's really not <laughs> the audience. Hey, you're addicted. Get away. No. So, what are some of the first steps we could take to open up? Because with it, let's talk about the gold at the end of the uh, the end of the road, the reward to when we become tuned into our addictions and busyness, and what we can expect when we can make the time for those other things in our, in our life, like nature and relationships and self-love and all those things.
1: Yeah. And I don't want to bash technology, like I said. Right. It is really, uh, I mean, again, we wouldn't have the advances. We wouldn't have the social mo- mobilizing uh, movement that we can have through technology. So, it really does some great things. We just it's like anything. I always say it's like giving a 12-year-old the keys to the car. That 12-year-old may be able to drive down the driveway or down the street without incident, but It's very unlikely they're going to drive across town or even across country and be able to use that equipment really well And that's kind of what technology did it came in really fast and furious, and they're very good at what they do It's like when we walk into a department store where we're you know, there's this great allure I want that I want to buy this that looks fantastic Well technology has done the same and and as they should they're they're a business Uh, And how we can create some space and time for ourselves and why that's important is that this is affecting our health and our relationships and we can just dive into that for a moment, the relationship part. You know, when we have an in emotionally intimate relationship, that requires us to be to pay attention, to be in engaged with that person, and it's very difficult to be engaged with someone when they've got their little six-inch friend in their hand and they're communicating with that rather than us. So it's really important that we we just elevate our awareness of these things. And if you're raising children, think about what happens when you're on your phone or on your electronics of any kind, and that. And your child is asking you a question and you don't look up so we're teaching the next generation to to be have this distracted type of nature now we can back up and what's happened with that we have become used to that pace so learning something different is going to require practice so I always say start small look at it as a shift Look at it as a practice rather than something else that I have to do. You know, we have already strapped for time. Now you want me to meditate. Now you want me to exercise. But look at it as a practice and set it up as a lifestyle shift for yourself rather than, okay, I've been exercised in two years. I'm going to run. 30 minutes a day every single day. It it will it might last for a week or two, but most likely we haven't set ourselves up for success when we dive in with big leaps and big changes. So one small change at a time. Start really small and start to create some space for your self-care and wellness. And that can be as simple as 1 minute a day meditation. People say I don't have time to meditate. We have time. We spend 20 minutes average every day just looking for our car keys. And if you're me, you probably spend more than that. But that's, you know, right there we can start to adjust some different things that we can do. Why is meditation important? Why is that? Why do I always preach about meditation? Because in meditation, it's like feeding your brain and your mind. It's nutrition for your mind. And you and we all need that. And also there's another thing that happens. You talked about nature earlier. We have disconnected from that and nature invites our senses to be stimulated and this again is a very important part of our health so small changes one at a time start with one minute of meditation if you want to bring exercise into your life if you think you can do 30 minutes back off from that and start with five make it small make it successful for yourself
0: I mean, the other thing I see with it in my own life is this need to respond to people. Like when they text, I see people almost like I've got to respond right away. It's almost like this an addiction to like, not only are we connected all the time and people can contact you at all times of the day and they can text you. And, but it's not just that it's not even, it's waiting. And, and there's, and I see people in my own life doing this, like responding right away, needing to respond right away, not well, you know, we're in the gym, maybe we could wait till after, maybe we don't have to be so accessible and available. What is it with that? What is it with that need to respond and be available?
1: Yeah, we practice it really well that, you know, we're going to go down to habits. So we start out with the interest and the, um, the appeal of the electronics, we'll use the phone as an example. And I see it all the time in the gym. And I have to catch myself too, constantly saying, no, just this is your this is your one hour now just disconnect from it completely but again we've we've practiced that response now we're really good at it we don't even think about doing it now it's it's that addictive quality to it we've now we're in that loop so we have to have a conscious effort to change that but there has to be a value why do i want to change that why is it important to me? I, I, it makes me feel good when people are always texting me. I love it when people call me. You know, this is the, the verbiage that we've got, the, the um, conversation that we've got going on in our head. It feeds into that feeling of being connected, of being important. And what we have to realize is that's okay. That's, there's nothing, we're not making a judgment on that. We just have to be really conscious of creating some spaces, some, I call it sacred space throughout the day where we can nurture the quietness, which is extremely valuable for us. And again, it can be as much as an hour. It can be as little as one or two or three minutes, but we have to bring that in because what we're looking at is sustainability. How are we going to sustain our wellness? Because this will have an end point at some point. We, we have to get to a space and a place where we can balance technology And our lives where we're not so busy all the time. And that's why I put, you know, 24 plus solutions and practices in the book. So there's an easy uh, way to move into starting to make some changes that we can um, bring in more balance in our life.
0: The name of the book is Breaking Up With Busy Real Life Solutions for Overscheduled Women. We're here with the author, Yvonne Tally, and it's available on Amazon bookstores worldwide and at her website, yvontally.com. We'll have links to that under the show notes, right? You've got it up on your website too, Yvonne?
1: I do. Yes, it's all there.
0: Great. So, definitely highly recommended. Um, now, you talk in the book about the OSW woman and um and how someone knows if they're called one. What is that exactly?
1: Well, an OSW is an overscheduled woman, and I think that most women have probably felt that way at least once in their lives. So it's this mm. idea: get it done, make it happen, do your best always be on, and then repeat, repeat, repeat. And what ends up happening is it's this imbalance between obligation and expectation and the lack of self-care. And that's what gets set up. And that, that, in a nutshell, is what an OSW is. And there's 10 signs in the book. And I think one of the most prevalent signs is that we frequently opt out of doing something for ourselves when someone in our life close to us needs us. And things that we once enjoyed now become just another thing that we have to do on our list. They become an obligation rather than a pleasure. So those would be a couple of the signs, but there's several. And you may feel all of them or, or just a few of them. And again, it's written for women, but the solutions and the techniques anyone can use. And also those signs relate to all of us, really. Uh, particularly, as I said, women. You know, when we look at what the economics are of being a woman in today's culture, uh, two-thirds women of the women working outside of the home are caring for school age children. So that, that right there is going to be a necessity to take care of. And also, we know because it's all over the news. Average, this is just a statistic. Women make, on average, twenty cents less an hour than men make for the same type of work. And if you're a woman of color, that drops down to about sixty-three cents. So we have to we have to work more. We have to work longer hours to make the same amount. So these, this all gets wrapped into this overscheduled woman. Uh, that I write about in the book and there's five different types that I also write about and then the solutions and the practices that we can, that you can get out of the traps that are kind of keeping you in that, that busy, busy pace all the time.
0: Well, you also talk about the role of silence in breaking up with busy. What, what role does silence have in this?
1: Yeah, I was having a conversation the other day with the, with a group and their comment was, why do you, why are you advocating for us to be quiet? and they they're misinterpreting it as not saying anything and yes there's certainly a quality of being quiet and not saying anything but that doesn't mean not to speak up for yourself when i talk about silence you know really this goes to communication to have a meaningful communication with someone collaboration also to be able to negotiate with someone um, and to be heard We have to listen first so silence is a way for us to really be an active listener so in a conversation rather than coming up with our responses we have to quiet the mind enough so that we can actually listen to what the other person is saying and honor that first that would be the first type of silence that I'm talking about the second type is in quiet is when the mind can replenish And we are not separate, you know, our body isn't separate from our mind, although we often talk about it as being two separate things. They're all connected. So just as exercise is good for the body and nutrition, the eating things that are good for you are important for the body, it all translates to the body and the mind. So quiet is beautiful, valuable, essential nutrition for the brain to replenish just as sleep is for the mind and body as well. So in quiet, in meditation, uh, that is where we can restore that. And it's also, when we quiet things down, we make room for creativity, for imagination, for problem solving. All of those things happen in quiet. It's very difficult to become extremely creative and to birth new ideas when we are always in the realm of noise. Although many great ideas come from brainstorming, let's not forget that many also come from the quiet.
0: Amazing, great, great ideas. Um, and what about society as a whole? What, can, what changes can we expect in society to relieve some of the pressure? I mean, it's on, on women and men. Like what, what can we expect to help uh, with this really over, overflowing issue?
1: Yeah, I think we need to cut ourselves a break. I think we need to stop that comparison game as hard as, as it might be. Again, mm-hmm. we are going to influence, and again, if you don't have children, you're still influencing people in your life. So not playing that comparison game, lighting up on yourself, giving yourself some space is so important because for the people that you're influenced, not just for yourself, but for the people that you're influencing in your life as well. So I think we have to lighten up And also, we have to stop the side-eyeing. We as women, when we get into that space, and men, I guess, do it too, but when we get into that space and we say, I'm just going to put my feet up, I'm not going to do anything this week, and I'm just going to relax, let us embrace that. In fact, let us all do a little bit more of that. So being aware of, of the differences, not judging the differences, and also giving yourself some space and time to just be and and really talk about that, share it with other people because in that we're going to give each other permission and we can start to create that shift. And we have to, men and women, we have to talk to one another. Men have to be more aware of, what is going on in our culture that is really driving this issue of busy and always having to do things all the time just right constantly and also the awareness of the economic challenges that we all face and we can learn we we as women can learn we can take a page out of the man out of men's playbook and that is it's okay to say no it is okay not to be involved and I don't mean no and being unhelpful I mean no and creating a boundary and being okay with that and setting those boundaries and not wavering from that and making time for yourself. And I always say in all of my years of practice, I've never once heard a man say, I feel really guilty about going and playing golf this Saturday. No, they they feel as though that they deserve that time and that space. And I think that's fantastic. And I think we as women need to adopt more of that. And I think we can all learn from one another. Be open to that.
0: It's Yvonne Talley here on Juice Guru Radio. We're getting ready to close out. Before we do, Yvonne, we'll take some questions from the studio audience once we close the feed on, uh, on iHeartRadio, but before we close out, any uh, final words of advice for those to really break up with busy and make it stick? Because sometimes we break up and we, we go back to that bad relationship over and over again, even though we broke up. How can we break up for good?
1: Yeah, uh, I, I, I used to talk about busy as being the bad boyfriend really comes on strong and really says that there's some great things that are coming my way but it ends up all falling apart. So that's what happens with busy. I think we have to again again, go back to what I call the small chunk approach. Uh, One small change or adjustment at a time. Be aware of your boundaries and set them and know that they're okay. I always say boundaries are like handrails on a staircase. Everyone feels better when they're there. So Adopting your boundaries, learning to give the artful ask, meaning that we have to ask for help, and also to to develop a healthy no, to know that it's okay to set those boundaries and that we don't have to say yes to everything. So there's several different solutions in the book. You can pick one of those out and test it and see how it feels for yourself. And know that you will slip back into those busy behaviors, but once you become aware, because awareness can't be undone, Once you become aware of that, you've already started that process. And if you need any evidence at all, just know that you will be healthier, you will boost your immune system, you will sleep better when you decrease the stressors and learn how to deal with those in your life, you decrease that cortisol, which is produced from anxiety and stress, and you can increase your dopamine, which is that feel-good hormone, just by spending time with those people that you love and appreciate and that love and appreciate you.
0: Breaking up with Busy, Yvonne Tally, thank you so much for being here on the show. Thank you for the message that we all need. Available bookstores worldwide. Yvonne, thank you for being on Juice Guru Radio.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: And I'm Steve Prusak, and we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at JuiceGuru.com. Until next time, get your juice on.